You're tuning in to the Welcome to Motherhood podcast, the series that helps to make motherhood easier, one podcast at a time. I'm your host, Natasha Suttle, mum of four, midwife, educator, terrible housewife, and huge advocate for ditching the mum guilt. Find advice for all your motherhood questions from birth onwards. So here we go, let's get into it. Okie dokie, so I am talking to you today because I have been asked this question so many times and I thought, perfect, I'll do a little episode about this. The question I get asked, shall I say, that I'm going to talk about today is people ask me why I decided to do a podcast and they don't ask it in a context of who are you, why are you talking on a podcast, they ask it in a context of what made me feel there was a need or what made me want to fill a gap that I thought I could fill with a podcast. So I'm going to break it down for you in a little episode as to why I do what I do and also what is the feedback I'm getting and how it's helping people, So which is exactly why I do what I do. So for me, I identified a gap and the gap isn't to do with the fact that we don't have, you know, adequate healthcare services or it's not that we don't have amazing midwives because I am a midwife and I work with the most amazing midwives you could ever meet and majority of midwife I've ever come across, whether it was my time as a student, you know, in New Zealand or over here in Australia or in different parts of the country, they are just amazing. The gap I identified was that As a midwife, our job is to um, educate through pregnancy and prepare for labor, prepare for motherhood, but a lot of the time and focus goes into basically screening your health during pregnancy, seeing how baby's going during pregnancy, monitoring that progress, getting you to a healthy gestation to deliver your baby, and then having you prepared for delivery and the immediate kind of couple of weeks after that. A lot of the focus, though, is purely... um, often because of the nature of what we're doing is focusing on that pregnancy and that birth. I feel like even when we do discuss um, the stuff for after birth things, what's going to happen, you know, preparing for your baby, it's always on the back burner. It's always a, I don't mean for midwives, I mean as a mum, your focus is, you know, I could sit and have a half an hour midwifery consult with you and you're probably going to remember most of the things I talked about getting prepared for labour and how you know signs of labour and so forth. But a lot of what we talk about with regards to when the baby's here gets pushed aside because the focus is on delivery of the baby. And I often joke, but I mean, it's not a joke really. It's actually very true. The hardest work becomes when you become a mum. So the actual birth is far easier than what's going to happen when you actually are a mum and you then have a baby to look after. So a lot of the mental focus is always on having given birth and getting through pregnancy. Midwifery care in different countries varies as the amount of time that you actually get a midwife visit you for and how much support you have post-birth. Private midwives in a private practice situation or an independent midwifery situation often will visit you for, you know, between four and six weeks after you've had your baby. So you get a really good chunk of time with that midwifery support. So you get more focus on being able to actually monitor how things are going, support you in, you know, the breastfeeding and feeding highs and lows. Um, We're there when things get hard. And often you've also got someone at the other end of a phone that you can contact. So you're always talking to the same person with regards to any concerns you have. So you get a much better base and foundation with regards to setting you up going forward. A lot of the um, areas within Australia and over in other countries too, you may only have a midwife that looks after you for the first, well, 10 to 14 days after you've had a baby, or it could be an amount of visits. You might get potentially two visits after you've had a baby, and then you're handed over to a different kind of, you know, child health or maternal health nurse type of team. 
all of these these clinicians involved, whether it's your midwives or your child health nurses or, you know, your plunket nurses in New Zealand are amazing. And you're going to be, you know, looked after and you're going to get support. But often it's not enough for people. They kind of still feel like they fall through the cracks sometimes and would like a little bit more nurturing or a little bit more contact or help or having someone at the end of a phone for a little bit longer to guide them through because motherhood is hard and the first six weeks are the hardest part. I have to say the first six weeks are the hardest, hardest part to navigate when you have a new baby. So those were the things that triggered for me that there needs to be a little bit more um education and information out there there's lots of books there's lots of probably documentaries or youtube videos or in you know other podcasts as well my focus that i wanted to was to make it quick and easy and simple so that's why i always focus on having my episodes less than 30 minutes often a lot of them are 15 to 20 because i know that you're time poor and if you're not time poor you're probably sleep deprived so your brain capacity to listen to me talk for an hour and a half and give you all the tips on breastfeeding you're not going to take it all in. You're going to take a few key takeaways and that's probably most of what you're going to take out of it. So that's why I like to keep them short and I like to keep them simple. I also like to keep them things that I have either myself or you know, women I've looked after have tried and tested and actually found helpful. I don't want to tell you any really tricky, crazy, far-fetched routines or regimes or practices that are going to be either hard to implement or you're going to have to then pay someone or have someone there with you to help do it. I like to kind of try and keep it simple and give advice that you can put in place that will hopefully make a significant difference in your motherhood journey. So that's kind of the big thing that really pushed me to feel there was just this gap in the market for more easy information. And also I know for myself, when I had my own children, I was really lucky to have amazing support Um networks around me, amazing midwives, um, amazing midwifery students too. With two of my children, I also opted to have a midwifery student and both of them were fantastic. So I was lucky to have that. I was a midwife when I had my second two children, but even then, even as a midwife, I would still get questions in my head with regards to, oh, okay, she hasn't pooed for a couple of days or she's doing this. And even though my midwife brain, midwife brain was telling me, yep, this is normal and that's normal and that's okay. My new mum brain also would have me texting my midwife colleagues and friends saying, oh, just reassure me. And I would tell them and they would say, yep, that's normal. And I would, I knew that, but I still wanted encouragement and support. And this is coming from someone who is an experienced clinician. So that again, another reason why I know that mums really like to hear that things are normal or abnormal or know where to turn to for some just sound, simple, quick advice. I wanted to basically also do this because there's a lot of people that don't have a village and I'm not saying that I'm going to be everyone's village, but potentially I could be the advice that you could have got from your auntie or you could have got from, you know, your sister down the street when she came over and gave you tips on breastfeeding or, you know, your best friends around you that all had babies at the same time and you would sit and chat about milestones and growth spurts and breastfeeding and things like that because a lot of people don't have that anymore and they're reliant on potentially what they read on social media or the couple of friends that they have. So I was also mindful about being that advice hotline, shall we say, for want of a better word for people who um, just need a little bit more advice and tips and a little bit more reassurance that everything's okay and they're all completely really normal and how they're feeling is okay. So again, another reason. I choose guests for this podcast too based on people that I think will give you either insight, um, easy education, 
and fantastic tips to help make your life a little bit easier too. And I always like to pick a variety. And again, I've been asked too, like, how do you pick your guests? And I have people messaging me and emailing me at least one a day, to be honest, over the last couple of months, asking if they can be a guest on the podcast or asking how they can apply to be a guest. And I try and um, basically look at it all on you know, a case by case basis. I don't just pick people who have big Instagram followings or, you know, a fancy career, a career or a fancy job title or business name or anything like that. I'll look into what they do and what they can offer. So everyone who comes across my desk and asks me to interview them on the podcast, I will look at what they do. I look at what kind of content they put out for their own audiences. And just to see if that's something that I think would help you guys. And sometimes I, I do, I'll choose to interview a mum just so we can get an insight in how she lives her day-to-day life and the things she's striving to do and how she juggles it and how she fits things in. Then I'll interview a health professional that's got some really awesome tips on a certain topic, you know, or, you know, a breastfeeding professional because you can never have too much good breastfeeding advice, not contradictory or not tricky, just good, simple breastfeeding advice. So I will always pick guests based on who I think will add value. So everyone I have had on the podcast um, that have aired previously or all the episodes coming, either coming out to be released shortly or to be recorded shortly, are all people that I literally have looked at them and gone, they absolutely have some really good value that I think people will take something out of. So always trust that I'm not going to get people who are just going to come in here and try and sell you something. I'm going to get people who are going to come on and share something really helpful. Or even mums, like I said, who will make you walk away and think, oh yeah, I'm pretty normal. She does the same kind of stuff or she fits in this. I might try that or here's a good tip. So that's how I pick my guests. I think it's really important to note too is that you can never be prepared for motherhood. So people listening to my episodes pregnant, I am literally just trying to give them as much head start as I can to be a little bit more prepared. You can never be totally prepared. You could read every single book under the sun. You could pay for lactation consultants and a private midwife and the whole shebang. Nothing prepares you for how motherhood feels and how your day goes when you become a mum. And anyone who's become a new mum recently will probably be able to absolutely be nodding out there and to tell you that there's nothing I can tell you that will make you have this baby and go, yeah, nailed it, no problems, Tash told me everything I needed to know. But what I can do is I can give you a whole lot of episodes about the realities of have you know, once you've had your baby and feeding tips and sleeping tips and things like that, which I have done and I will continue to do. So you can walk away and be like, this is hard, but I feel a little bit more prepared than I would have been otherwise. So that's why also I always re- encourage people, like I have people message me and say, oh my gosh, I've just had my baby. You know, your first 48 hours episode, for example, was really helpful. I actually did feel a little bit more comfortable with what was happening to my body and my baby because I listened. And I'm always say to people, you know, I love their feedback. Thank you so much. Also, I always say, please write an iTunes review because my podcast gets aired more to more people who need it if I have iTunes reviews, to keep that in mind, guys. But I also always ask them to share it with other new mums because I'm not doing it to just boost my own podcast as such. I literally spend my time doing this because what I want is for people to feel a little bit more prepared because I've seen people that I have picked up looking after postnatally that potentially didn't put the time into being a bit more prepared or mm-hmm. didn't, you know, take on as much potentially do it during their midwifery visits or, you know, and so forth. And I've seen people crash and burn and I've seen people so emotional and it heightens postnatal depression and anxiety and the feeling of helplessness and just the feeling of failure. You don't need that. Your body's already going to be hormonal. You're going to be sleep deprived. You're going to be struggling anyway. 
it's better to be struggling but feel more prepared than be struggling and feel completely unprepared and like you're overwhelmed and you can't do it, which I have seen many times. So again, that's why I always encourage you to share it with people, you know, expectant mums or new mums or even mums of older children. Potentially it helps them to look back and think everything that I went through was totally normal. I'd feel reassured knowing it was all totally normal. So another thing I I guess is really important to me is I try and keep things simple. And I don't mean I'm keeping it simple because no one out there is intelligent enough to understand. Absolutely not the case at all. When I say keep it simple, I mean I want these to be bite-sized chunk episodes. I want you to walk away from every episode, whether it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes, having learned even if it's a couple of things that you can implement easily and quickly. I'm not going to suggest things to you that suggest you go out and buy all this machinery and equipment and monitoring tools and That's not what I'm about. I'm about you listen and you hopefully can walk away and take something from it. Simple as that. Whether it's one tip that helps makes it easier to settle your baby, for example, or you walk away with three different tips about different breastfeeding, you know, things that you could do or you could implement, or you could just walk away having understood what happened to your body the 48 hours after you had a baby or what cluster feeding is or what purple crying is. Like there's All these little things that I just think if I keep it simple enough, people will just be able to walk away immediately with a new tool in their toolkit, which is absolutely what this whole podcast series is about, is just giving you more tools in your toolkit in a limited time. I guess another big thing is that I do all this because, and I want to hear your feedback. (laughs) sounds really silly, I know, but I spend a lot of time and it does take a lot of time where I lock myself in a room and I record episodes like I'm doing now, or I spend time before I go to sleep at night posting things on social media with tips or advice or answering questions. And I get messages every day from different people, either with questions or suggestions or episode suggestions too. I had a message from a lady in Canada recently asking me to do an episode on when your birth didn't go as it should, a bit of like a birth trauma episode. And I absolutely have that on my schedule for next month. And she just asked me the simple, some simple questions and we started chatting. So I want to engage with people and I spend a lot of time engaging with people and recording episodes to help others in their motherhood journeys. So I absolutely want to hear your feedback. And I don't just mean the reviews, even though I mentioned before, it's really important for my podcast to get aired to more people um, that I have iTunes reviews. But also it's just the fact that I want to know that I'm actually helping. Because if I'm going to sit here and do heaps of episodes on, I don't know, sleeping, for example, and no one actually ever replies and tells me that they were any help or they took anything from them, I'm going to think, okay, people don't want to hear about sleeping because no one ever tells me, it gives me any feedback on that. So I'll start talking about breastfeeding for the next three episodes. You know, like I'm, I like to hear the feedback. So I absolutely appreciate your messages and I do try and respond to every single message personally myself. So always feel free to message me if you want to give any feedback or ask any questions or suggest any episodes. I guess that, I mean, I've been talking now for 15 minutes. I guess that really wraps up why I do what I do. And it is an absolute passion just to help you feel more prepared and to navigate the journey because it's tough. I'm not going to pretend that it's easy because it's absolutely not easy. It's rewarding and it's full of love, but it's also exhausting and very, very tough. And that doesn't change whether it's your first baby or sixth baby. There's still there's still a mixture of exhaustion and love and joy and sadness and tiredness and all of that wrapped up in every single time you have a baby and every day when you're a mum. So I am thank you for listening to me natter on about why I do what I do. Um, I also am doing 
a lot of or starting to I've started recently doing online consults as well. So for people who potentially can't access um ongoing midwifery care or they don't have private midwives in the area and or you know they don't have like a child health or a home visiting newborn service. I also do do online consults that you can find information on my website about, um, which is www.welcometomotherhood.net. And you can find information in the online consult section there. So sometimes people, I mean, and I'm happy for people just to listen to every episode of my podcast and it's free and they can take as much as they can from it. But I have had people reach out and say, no, no, I actually want to have an online consult with you so I can talk to you directly because it's all personal. It's via a Zoom. We literally sit and chat and look at each other and I give you direct tips based on your baby, your situation and for over half, for half an hour. And then you can have one of those or you could have a weekly one of those. It's up to you. So that's just another option um, for people who do need more than just a free podcast service. And you can look online and you can see my bookings for those or you can always message me if you wanted to book in for one and the time wasn't suitable because there's a set schedule on there. I am aware of time zones because I do do them um, worldwide. So if the time doesn't fit, message me and I'll make a time that does and I'll get you in so I can actually help. Even if I have to get up at five o'clock in the morning to talk to you in the evening, your time, I will because if it can help, then that's the whole point of me doing this. So again, thank you for your time and I'm knitted on for longer than I planned, but you've also got a bit of an insight into me and why I have the passion I do for what I do. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Welcome to Motherhood podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when each new episode hits the airwaves. I hope you enjoyed it and can walk away with a few key take-home messages to help you make your motherhood journey that little bit easier. See you next time.